0: Hey guys, it's Kerry with the Walking on the Boulevard podcast. Hope you guys are doing good out there in Elvis land. Uh, I just returned from Sheffield, Alabama, where we were doing the what was it, the 14th annual Sheffield Remembers. I just did a podcast on Sheffield Remembers, the event. Uh, if you didn't see that, I'll give you a brief history. In 2005, Jerry Russell, he was a tribute artist, used to perform at the 10 every year. Him and his wife. I uh, got together with Danny and Lena McCorkle, Jean and Gail Hodge, and Brian Clark, and they put together an event to, uh, to to raise money for different charities and also to you know just just to have something Elvisy to do because Elvis had performed in Sheffield, Alabama, I believe it was three times uh, early in his career. So they wanted to create this event to honor that and also to give back to the community. So that started in 2005. I was asked to come. And do a documentary or half documentary, half concert on the event in 2007, but I wasn't able to do it for whatever reason. I think I had a race to run or something. But anyway, I I finally went in 2008. Supposed to be a one time thing for me. I was going to go do that and then move on and do something else. But I had such a great time that I never stopped. This was, what was this, my 11th one. Uh, next year is the 15th anniversary. I'm gonna to try to put together some kind of a special, um, um, you know, just a special little video to kind of show off uh, the changes through the years. For one thing, it started off as an EPE sanctioned event. They had, or not, yeah, an event. They had contacted EPE, and they there's certain rules you have to follow. So, so it was a, we had the, to, you know, do whatever they said, but we were able to call the event Elvis Day. I think that helped a little bit. Then Jerry Russell got sick, and it was talk of canceling the event altogether, but we ended up keeping it going, and for a year it was called Sheffield Day, but the people just didn't like that name, so we did a competition on Facebook through my page Walking on the Boulevard where people would submit names, and the winner got a, a Dean Z autographed uh, Elvis Week event guide, so we ended up coming up with the name Sheffield Remembers. It was submitted by David Smock, he, and then I submitted, I sent all of the the top suggested names to Danny and Lena, and they shared it with Gene and Gail, and they all voted, and that's the name they came up with with Sheffield Remembers, and we all love it. That name really works real. Well. So anyway, this year we changed things up a little bit, at least for my group that went. Uh, in the past, it's been friday saturday and then everybody leaves it's actually friday night everybody shows up and we're there all day saturday and then sunday morning afternoon something like that everybody leaves and goes home well a year or two ago a lot of people started showing up on thursday and then they would do karaoke in the hotel bar so this year we decided you know we're gonna do that and it ended up being great because the events i've always loved the event but it's always seemed really really rushed like you you get there, check in, and it's almost time to check out. That kind of thing. Well, going on Thursday really made a ton of difference because you got to relax that first day and just kind of catch up with everybody instead of feeling like you've got to say hi in ten seconds to everybody before the show starts. You know, on Friday. So it was. It was really nice getting there on Thursday. So I'll give you a little. Let you. Oh, I wanted to point out one thing. Um, this is going to be at least a two-parter because I have a lot of stuff I want to include in this one. There's going to be a lot more music than there typically are in my weekly podcast or semi-weekly podcast because I'm, Colin Paul has recorded his bits for two episodes that I have yet to record my part. So I'm way behind. Too many things going on. Too many trips, and I'm going. I've got a wedding this weekend. This coming weekend, Can, the candlelight or not the candlelight vigil. The uh, excuse me, the light, the Christmas lighting at uh, Graceland, I think it's the following week. Then the following week, I'm going back to Birmingham again, so it's just been really, really hectic. I need to sit down one day and record like four or five podcasts just so I can have a month's worth out of the way, you know. But anyway, I'm trying to, I want to include at least one performance by each of the main performers from Saturday, so that there's no way I could do that in one episode. Otherwise, I mean, we'd be dealing with like an hour-long episode or so. So anyway, um, I've got two podcast segments that I shot during the event. I also did an interview with Brad Mitchell for uh, his episode of ETAs. I'm going to include a clip from that. And then I did another interview with, with him and another really big tribute artist that I'm going to include a short clip from that as well, in addition to doing one song at least by each of the performers, whether it be from the Friday night open mic session or... The big show on Saturday. So anyway, I I rode up there with Anna McDonald and her mother Susan Langston. Uh, we we got up early on Thursday. Anna Anna works, and I usually go to work with her on Fridays to help her do bulletins and stuff like that to you know get the day done quicker so we can get home and chill. So we went on Thursday, knocked out her work, and then headed to to Sheffield. That afternoon, and we we arrived. I can't remember what time it was six six thirty something like that. Uh, and then everybody was already in the the bar at that point, having uh, doing karaoke. And I saw my friend Tony Nance. He had he had injured his I think he broke his ankle or he did something to his his foot a few months ago. And then I mean it was so bad that he actually had to cancel his final show at the tent during Elvis weekend. He never does that, so he felt really bad about that. He was talking about that to me a lot during the event, uh, how much, how he hated not being able to do a show. But, he, you know, if you can't walk, what are you going to do? Are you Are going to just stand there on one foot and be in pain for 30 minutes? No. So, anyway, he showed up. He had just had surgery, and he can't put any pressure on his foot for the next couple of months. So he had a little scooter he was riding around. And at one point, I think Danny McCorker, or one of the guys, said they were going to change his nickname from cowboy to scooter. So, <laughs> That was yeah, that was pretty cool, but uh, on Thursday night I didn't do any filming. I just kind of hung out in the in the bar with everybody. got got to see everybody, you know, shook some hands, hugged some necks, and just watched people perform. It was a lot of fun. I, I mi- unfortunately I missed one song that I was really looking forward to to hearing, and that was Donald Biden. He does a song called uh, "Faithfully" from the, I think it's from the '80s. And I heard him do that in Texas last year when I was shooting a gig for him. And it was awesome. I just love the way he does the song. Unfortunately, I missed it. I was out of the room or something when he did it. He was telling me that he had done it later on. He told me he had done it. And I was like, Oh, oh that just always happened to me. Cause at Elvis week, I uh, ended up having getting double booked and I ended up having to go, I shot a show for Cody Slaughter and the same night as the pool party. So Don's wife recorded the pool party for me and Don, did faithfully that night for me but luckily his wife recorded it for me so I was able to look at it later that was great because I, I do love his performance of the show so before I skip before I uh, you know talk too long in this I'm gonna go ahead and and knock out a song this is from Friday nights open night uh, open mic jam session thing it's Brooke Wright doing the song I can help I love this song because uh, Elvis fans have created this little hand movement dance thing that they do with the song it's a lot of fun you're not going to be able to enjoy that through the podcast because you can't see them doing it but if you go to youtube and you just look up brooke wright sings i can help sheffield remembers 2018 you should be able to see the the song there i I think i I have it up or i will have it up in a couple of days so you can see the actual video for it anyway this is brooke wright from friday night doing i can help
1: you this, I can help. I got two strong arms and I can help. Hmm. It was sure to be good to do you good. Let me help. Yeah. It's a fact that people get lonely. It ain't nothing new. But a woman like your baby, should never have to prove Let me help. Have a laugh. You. If I could do anything at all, let me help. If your child needs a daddy, I can help. Ooh. It was sure to me good, to so do you good. Let me help.
2: Yeah. Is everybody looking forward to tomorrow?
0: Came on Thursday, we ended up having a lot of extra time. So, on Friday, rather than just sitting around the hotel all day, uh, I was invited to go off with uh, Donald Biden, his wife Pam, uh, Sharon Shealy, and a bunch of uh, of other other friends from Texas or some other surrounding areas. We went to Shiloh, which was a, a battlefield during the civil war they had a museum they played a movie so we went out there and hung and hung out there for three or four hours and that was a lot of fun got to see where several big battles took place there was a like a little little mini creek or whatever where they used to they would take the wounded soldiers to you know to clean the blood off of them and all and that was still there that was kind of it's kind of creepy seeing that and thinking all the soldiers that probably died right there but they had a really cool movie that we watched in there that they had, I guess that some of the soldiers had, you know, sent correspondence back to their family. So they had actors, you know, reading that. And they had a lot of reenactments they'd shot for. it. So it was pretty cool. It sounded like Peter Coyote was doing the voiceover. I'm not sure if that was really him, but it sounded like him. But anyway, we did that for the day. And then we headed back. Actually, we stopped at Long John Silver's and had us some food. And I got a Sunday and it was good. And I'm going to go back to Long John Silver's if I can find one. But then we headed back to Sheffield. This was about an hour and a half away, so it took a, a good while to get there. Uh, we headed back to Sheffield for the Friday night open mic session. And here's another song. I had to, actually had to go back to my room to charge a battery or transfer a card or something. So when I got back, Ryan Stinson, who was was a newcomer to Sheffield, I had just saw him perform for the first time during Elvis week. I think... I think he was friends with, I'm not sure if it was Danny and Lena or if it was the Keefers, Robert and Michelle, but anyway, somebody there knew him and invited him to Elvis week. The crowd loved him, and then they they invited him to do a spot during Sheffield, and he he sings and he also plays the keyboard. He's a really, really, really talented guy. So I walked in about midway through him doing a song that I absolutely love. So I don't have the complete performance, but I have about two minutes of it. It's a Ricky Nelson's song from the 70s called Garden Party. So check it out. All your songs, I thought
2: that's came. no one heard the music, we didn't look the same. belongs to me, going when I sang a song about a heart time it was time to leave, but it's alright now, I learned my lesson well, you see you can't please everyone, so you have to please yourself. You gotta garden parties. I wish you a lot of luck. Cause the memories were all I sing I'd rather drive a truck. But it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got
1: to please yourself. La La-da-da. La da da.
2: sing and all right now yeah i learned my lesson well see you can't please everyone so you got to please yourself
0: Yay! thank you everybody later that night tony nance or as danny refers to him scooter he rolled by and did his set, and I one of his songs I don't think I've ever heard him do before, but it's one of my all-time favorite country songs. It's by Merle Haggard, a song called "Okie from Muskogee." So check this out.
2: Oh, because you know Danny always pick on him with them effects. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We do School. We don't take our trips on LSD. We don't burn our draft cards down on the Main Street. We like living fine and living free. We don't make a party out of loving well. We like holding hands and pigeon wood woo. We don't let our hair grow long and shaggy like old Danny McCorkle always do. And I'm proud to be an kid okay from Muskogee. A place where even we still wave old glory down At the courthouse, by golly White lightning's still the biggest thrill of all Leather boots are still in style For manly footwear These and Roman sandals won't be seen Football's still the roughest thing on campus And the kids here still respect the college dean And I'm proud to be an Okie from Muskogee That's right A place where even squares can have a ball hey, yeah. And we still wave old glory down at the courthouse and white lightning's still the biggest thrill of all and white lightning's still the biggest thrill of all in the United States of America USA (laughs) Thank y'all for letting me try them new songs out on you guys
0: the, open, the Friday night open mic session ran really, really long. It was I think it started at 6.30 or 7 and went until midnight, maybe midnight 30, something like that. Well, I wasn't there for all of it. I was exhausted. I had not slept well Wednesday night into Thursday morning, and then Thursday night I was wired again. I guess it was all the coffee, but I couldn't sleep again, so about... 11 15 11 30 something like that i crashed i was sitting there waiting on ryan to do his second set because i had only gotten part of that one song garden party and i wanted to get at least one more song of his for the dvd i do the dvd for sheffield every year and i like to have i like to have a, a lot to choose from from putting it together i don't want to have the same person doing the same song you know multiple people doing the same song so anyway, I waited around for Ryan to get up. He finally got up and he did two more songs. So I shot those. And as soon as he finished, I turned my camera off, broke my gear down, headed back to the hotel, and laid down in bed, which I didn't sleep well again. So once again, I was up almost all night long. But I tried. But so anyway, that I ended up missing a lot more stuff. Uh, apparently, Don Adams, Don Adams, Don Adams was not there. Apparently Don O'Biden got up again and did faithfully. And once again, I was not there. But Anna Michael told me that she recorded it. So I'm looking forward to to seeing that at some point. But anyway, I'm going to skip. Most of the songs that I have planned for um, these podcasts are coming from the Saturday show. So I'm going to go ahead and and, uh, do another one of those. Let's see. Let me pick out a good one here. Oh, yeah. Um... One of the regulars I mentioned him a minute ago, Brian Clark. He hasn't been able to come the last few years. His the job he had had for decades uh, ended up the built the business ended up folding, so it, it really messed him up financially, being able to f- afford to come here and also being able to have the time off because he was used to you know he had a job for so long that he had a lot of vacation time built up. Once that went away, he ended up having to get another job and you start over with vacation. So uh, he hasn't been able to come the last few years, but we always make a point of calling him during the the big event on Saturday and he'll do one or two songs over the phone for the crowd. So the audio isn't terrific here, but I think you'll be able to make it out. And they call him the voice, and there's a reason they call him the voice. This guy sounds amazing. He sounds more like Elvis than anyone I've ever heard. Now, like again, uh, this is over the phone, so you may not be able to tell that as well. You need to come to Elvis Week and actually hear him in person, and then I guarantee you'll be blown away. I've seen him get on stage before, and people didn't know who he was, so they'd get up like they were going to walk away. Start Start heading towards the door And he opens his mouth Starts singing They turn around And sit their butts back down In the chair Because he's that good So check it out We called him About uh, noon 30 On Friday Or on Saturday Excuse me And this is him doing A song from the new Elvis gospel record It's called Where No One Stands Alone
1: Okay here we go <laughs> Once I stood In the night with my head bowed low in the darkness as black as could be. And my heart felt alone, and I cried i
2: Thank you.
0: Now, um, for the first time since starting, this is my first Sheffield event since starting my podcast, so I brought my audio recorder with me. I wanted to, to shoot some podcast segments, and I was hoping to do like Elvis week and shoot a whole bunch of them, but it was such a hectic weekend, and I forgot my backup camera, so I, it was just difficult. Uh, normally, I have a camera going all the time, and then I have my second camera where I can walk around and do interviews and stuff like that, but... I didn't, so I was having to man my camera a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time over in my little spot over there shooting. So I didn't, I only did two podcast segments, and I think I also did two interviews. I did at least two interviews. But one of the podcast segments was is was, was not with one of the regular performers, but I kind of think of her as a performer because we have this thing. Uh, she Her name is Sharon Sheely. And I I call her uh, Sheely and the Sheelettes because uh, during the, when anytime somebody sings the song, the Neil Diamond song, Sweet Caroline, she she gets uh, the crowd behind her and they'll go, so good, so good, so good. And they throw their arms in the air and that just cracks me up. So anytime somebody would play that during, Chef will remember she would turn and look at me and and go, so good, so good, so good. So that was really cool. So I did a, a short little podcast segment with her. So check it out. This is Kerry, guys. I'm I'm in Sheffield, Alabama. We're shooting an Elvis event. I'm here with Sharon Sheely. Sheely. Uh, Tell me, how how did you get involved in the Elvis world? I grew up
1: with it all my life. I mean, I was raised in Memphis, Tennessee, in Whitehaven, and seen Elvis ride his horse many times in Whitehaven, and seen him in the only concert ever performed in Memphis, and met all of you wonderful people at Elvis Week.
0: There's a thing that I always joke around about with you, where I say "so good, so good to go." What is that about?
1: <laughs> so good. There's this song you know that we always do, and I make everybody get involved. It Says "so good, so good," and they all get
0: involved. All right, thank you for joining me. Uh, so I don't want I don't want to keep. I don't want this episode to be too too long, so I'm gonna wrap up here in a few minutes. But I want to. Uh, I, there's one more thing I want to add before I go to Brian's closing song. There, uh, this this particular year was the first year that I actually. Participated in the the main event, uh, and by that, I had started watching a show called Hee Haw like six eight months ago, and I, I hadn't seen it since I was a little kid. And I thought it was gonna be really dumb, but there, and some of it is dumb, but some of the skits that they do are actually pretty funny, and they hold up well. And one particular skit that I really liked was a Moonshiner skit where they would have four guys that would sit around and they would sing a a sad song with a really funny punchline, and the song was called "Gloom, Despair, and Agony on Me." So we did our Christmas thing back, which is funny. I say Christmas thing, and it was back in March at the McCorkles. I asked Lena if I could have like a five minute spot. I wanted to do a song, and she was like, "Absolutely." So, I contacted uh, some some performers and asked them if they would be a part of it, and they were great. We we lost a couple of people due to scheduling conflicts because uh, I, I forgot to remind. Uh, Danny and Lena about it, so it wasn't put into the regular schedule, so we had to add it at the last minute, uh, and it ended up messing up. We lost a couple of people because I, I I had to put it at a time that was close to their shows, and it would be difficult for them to get into Moonshine or outfits, and then back into their attire, you know, for their performance. But anyway, I ended up getting... The first person I asked, I think, was Donald Biden, and he was, like, absolutely for it. He, he was definitely into it, and then we got... Robert Fulkerson, who was also the MC, it it was Eddie Phelps for the last four or five years, and then this year he handed the mic over to Robert Fulkerson. He took over, and he did a great job, by the way. But I asked him, and he he was familiar with it. He loved "Hee Haw," so he knew the song. Then. Tony Nance was one the person that I'd wanted from the get-go, but he he was injured and he just had a surgery, so he didn't think he was going to be able to do it. But then he ended up feeling a little better, so he came back. And then I think the last person we added was, uh, we did we had a spot open and we were trying to figure out who in the world are we going to put for this fourth person. And Don was, had messaged me and was like, why don't you do it? And I was like, there's no way I'm getting up there and doing that. I would be too too shy to to sing this song in front of everybody so i ended up having an idea i was like what about if we added a woman like pam smith would be pretty funny in this i think i think she would look good in her little moonshiner outfit so i messaged her and she was like absolutely so i um ended up we didn't we kept the chorus the same as it is on hee-haw but i wrote uh, at least four verses for it and one of them uh, I i never actually wrote it down i was just I do a lot of writing while I'm trying to go to bed at night. My mind races, so usually I'll come up with ideas and I'll get up, grab a notebook, and write them down before I fall asleep. But that first verse I wrote, I, I never actually wrote it down, so I lost it. Well, then I I wrote three more. One of them was um, a joke about a drug t- about somebody getting a job and having to do a drug test or having to take a test for it and confusing it and thinking it was a drug test. And I was afraid people in the audience wasn't going to understand that one. So I thought it was funny myself, but it was more for like my crowd, the people that go see my film. So I, I cut that one. Then I wrote two more. I did one that was a fictional one, just about a, a, a guy's girlfriend buying, getting a really good deal on a used Mercedes Benz. And then the main, the closing one we did was um, in honor of Danny McCorkle. There's a, a a lot of people talk about his height about him not about him being height challenged so i decided to, to write one for him so anyway we ended up with two verses we rehearsed them in brooke wright's room and man it was very nerve wracking to begin with because we did not have a track i could not find a track for this song anywhere and i tried to take the hee-haw version and remove the voices uh, using audacity but i just could not get it to work right so we ended up having to just do it a cappella. And um, I, I decided to try to, to, to try to get it in unison. I would lead them in with bum, bum, bum. And they would come in right after the last bum. So we, we, we rehearsed this thing like a dozen times. Anna Michael filmed one of these, so I'm, I'm going to put it online eventually. But it started out really rough because I had written it in my head kind of like a, a hillbilly rap. So it was difficult for me to translate that, so we just had to try it a, a, a few different ways, and we had to alter the lyrics a little bit to to get the rhythm right. I wanted it to flow really well, and I didn't want it to sound like it was being read. So I was real nervous about that. Uh, I'm used to, I, I work with a lot of theater actors, and so they're used to getting on stage and, and doing other people's uh, dialogue. So And this is my first time working with, singers and i gotta say they did a great job I, I can't wait to do another one of these uh if you if i wish I had filmed the very first one and then like the the performance you'd see a huge difference because uh once we once we did it a bunch of times it started flowing a lot better i started feeling a lot better about it and then come saturday when they showed up in their outfits man i was already ready to start laughing they just looked great and we were backstage Five minutes before doing uh, before the show, rehearsing it, so we had everybody come back from lunch. told everybody to come back about ten minutes early so they could see the skit. Uh, but no, but hardly anybody in the, in the audience knew what we were going to do. They just knew they knew there was going to be some little thing that was going to happen right before the music started back. So everybody sitting in their audience, I had to, actually had to say, "Okay, guys, we're going to start." And they looked up there; they're laughing, looking at them. And but they just did a great job. As soon as they started the song, it was like they—it was like they were they were making it up as they went. I mean, it sounded so good; it didn't sound like it was something that we had that uh, that they were. It didn't sound like it did when we were rehearsing. It sounded amazing. I was so so happy. They did such a great job, and I can't wait to do it again. We I already talked to Lane, and we're going to do it again next year with. We're gonna write a couple of v- verses about somebody else, so be careful, cause you could be our victim. Anyway, uh, I've, I'm going on forever about this, so let me just play the song for you. This is the Moonshiner Skit: Gloom, Despair, and Agony on Me, 2018. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Bum, bum, bum. I no luck at all. Oh!
0: Blue, blue despair,
1: <laughs> deal on me.
2: <laughs> my girlfriend got a great deal on a used Mercedes Benz, And this got me concerned that it might be stolen. <laughs> so
1: I called the police, and much to my chagrin,
2: in addition to her new sports car, she got a new boyfriend. <laughs> first plan.
1: Well,
0: that's it for part one of my Sheffield Remembers 2018 podcast. Uh, join me again next week when you can hear part two. Unless you hated this one, then you're not going to want to do that. But hopefully you didn't hate this one. Part two is when it really gets good. Okay, so see you guys next week. Of course, I'm, I'm going to be filming part two right now. So, you know, you'll be there next week. But I'll be, I'll be here now. Anyway, here's Brian Clark closing us out with Can't Help Falling in Love.
1: I'd like to tell you fantastic and I'd like to do this song especially from Blue Hawaii <laughs>